Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast, brought to you by Simply Physio, aimed at helping you live an enjoyable, fit, and healthy life in and around our community of Knoxville, Tennessee. And now, here is your host, Dr. John Mark Chesney. I'm super excited to have on the show today, Dr. Deborah Durst. Dr. Durst has quickly made a name for herself as um, a leader in the field of regenerative health and sexual wellness. We are fortunate to have her practicing here in Knoxville and providing her services to the Knoxville community. After visiting her clinic, you can tell that every part of their practice has been well thought out. Uh, with a very welcoming environment and ambience to the friendly staff um, that's well-trained and and certainly um, Dr. Durst herself. Um, after um, 20 years as an emergency medicine physician, Dr. Deborah Durst founded Revitalize MD in order to explore her passion for helping people to be the very best from the inside out. Her medical clinic offers the latest in non-surgical procedures, laser treatments, IV therapy, nutrition, peptide therapy, and aesthetics. After years of continuing education, extensive training, and experience, Dr. Durst has become an expert in the field of sexual medicine and wellness, combining regenerative medicine, hormone replacement therapy with cutting-edge sexual wellness procedures. Dr. Durst has created a -a one-of-a-kind medical practice that will help patients of all ages regain their confidence and enjoy their lives to the fullest. Dr. Durst is board certified in emergency medicine as well as board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She is also fellowship trained in metabolic and nutritional medicine. Dr. Durst, uh, thank you for coming on uh, the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast. Thank you, John Mark, for having me. Certainly. Well, I understand you've been practicing uh, medicine for a while and um, love to hear just how you got into medicine. understand you spent a good chunk of time in emergency room medicine and then um, you know, transitions or, you know, into the field of more regenerative medicine. So take us back on that journey of your training and your experience and what led you to where you are today. All right. Well, how long do we have? It's been a long time. So basically, um, when I started college, I wasn't an exactly sure what I was going to do. And my undergraduate training was in pharmacy and always really thinking about medicine, but thinking, you know, kind of combining. And way back at the time, pharmacy degrees were not quite as long as they are now. So as I trained and then became a registered pharmacist, I just realized I didn't have any patient interaction or care. And so then I realized I wanted to do more. So I ended up going back to med school, and um, I didn't know what I was going to do with medicine. I was pretty certain I wasn't going to do two things, and one was pediatrics, and the other was emergency medicine. Surprisingly enough, I had to do a, I was forced to do a month in emergency room in my fourth year, and then I was scrambling to get a residency in that because I loved it. So, you know, just seeing anything walk in the door, it was exciting. I worked in a little rural ER at the time because the people that were going into emergency medicine got the Ohio State spots, and I went out to the country to do mine, but it actually ended up working out perfectly because you get to see everything and you got to do a lot. So it was super exciting for me and it changed my direction. And so I did an emergency medicine residency and that was in Cleveland, Ohio. All of my other education was in at Ohio State. 
And so I have been an emergency physician for a long time, and I'm still boarded in emergency medicine, still occasionally work the ER. But what happened is, you know, after a good solid, you know, at least 10, maybe 15 years and a couple well, not a couple, a few children later, you know, you're balancing a lot and you're starting to notice that you're just not handling, you know, the stress as well. And you're tired, you know. And so as I was doing that and working what I had been doing for, you know, 15 years, all of a sudden I realized that I'm not the only one complaining of it, but there's coworkers, both men and women, and then patients. And so again, there weren't many answers in traditional medicine. And basically, I kept hearing that same story over and over again. And so I went to my first anti-aging conference about 10 years ago. And then I realized there were a lot of answers. I just wasn't taught those answers in traditional medicine. And so it, again, changed my trajectory to anti-aging medicine. And so over the subsequent 10 years, I just started to learn more and more. And it's eye-opening how much is out there that you're not taught in traditional medicine. And so that's kind of how I ended up in uh, anti-aging, in the anti-aging field. And of course, you know, that has progressed since then because there's just so many different options out there. And so that's what Revitalize MD was about, is just bringing uh, anti-aging you know, to patients that don't have a lot of other options. And so it sounds like it came out of your own like health journey of, you know, realizing, you know, as you know, you said there's a few children and what happens, um, changes and fatigue and started pursuing like for your own health. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, it's a real life journey, mm-hmm. you know, so it was me as personally, you know, just noticing changes that I wasn't alone and noticing. So as I'm getting tired and I'm not sleeping well and, you know, I think it's maybe night shifts, but everybody else is complaining about the same thing and the patients are complaining about the same thing. And my energy level, libido changes, you know, is it children? Is it stress? Is it balancing everything that we're balancing? But I wasn't the only one feeling it. And so it was, you know, it was just me finally looking for answers. And what I saw is traditional medicine, we would put people on medicines. So as they were approaching my age and they were anxious, so they weren't sleeping well, or they were tired, they would go to a physician, everything would look good, right? We have normal blood work and we're told everything looks good. And we were telling people the same thing in the emergency room. And instead, there were some hormonal changes that can cause a lot of this. And that's why I wasn't the only one feeling it, but patients, coworkers, you know, friends. And so I just kept hearing the same thing. And yet nobody had anywhere to go for answers. And so I didn't realize that either until I went to my first conference that there were just so many answers. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was a personal journey. I started doing different things and I started to feel better. And so that makes you want to educate and bring it to others because there's not a lot of options out there. Was it more like a kind of a slow journey, like like you went to that first conference, right? And then... Was it like from there, just a spark got ignited, like, okay, like I'm heading this direction or more of like it was slowly over time, the more you got into it, the more 
your your career path you know, started shifting? It was definitely a slow journey, you know, because it's been over the last decade. And so really what happens is you start to learn a little bit more and then you start to try something, you know, or then you'll talk to friends because I didn't start or I didn't open the doors to Revitalize MD until 2017. And so I would learn more and I would try different things. And then the more you learn, the more passionate you become about making a difference. And so it was a slow but very real life journey for me. Uh, oftentimes I find in like when there's a career, uh, if you will, career change or um, direction, that there's there's big decisions, though, of, of saying, OK, I'm like I'm I'm setting up shop. <laughs> like I'd imagine that was a big <laughs> Kind of like, okay, I'm really doing this. Yeah, there was. There was a, um, it was a big step in a lot of decisions. And actually, when I was in a smaller office out this way um, in Farragut, when I opened, I don't think it was as big a step as when I launched the new office. Mm. To me, that was the big step. You know, it was a um, life-changing decision for me. Uh, and so I had to say, you know, I was, I, mean, I was passionate about emergency medicine. Like for the 15 years I was there and not learning anything else, even though I was feeling some functional changes at the end and symptoms, I didn't, um, I loved what I did. You know, I felt like I made a difference. And then it got to the point, maybe I was tired or maybe I was just passionate about what I was learning that I didn't, wasn't as passionate about emergency medicine as I was before. But I had to figure out whether passion was enough for me to change my direction fully, Mm -hmm. you know, because I felt like otherwise my schedule was pretty good. It was great for being a mom. I could balance things. I could travel because I love to travel. And so I could work, I, you know, made a good living and I could almost um, dictate my schedule. So it's usually money, a um, hours or passion that people, you know, change career directions. And for me, it was uh, the passion was strong enough for me to open the doors to the new location in mm-hmm. um, January of 2020. 19. And, um, you know, you mentioned too, like, I'd be interested in hearing, like, um, comparing uh, traditional medicine. You said, and, and when you went to that conference, or maybe it's, you know, over your years of study, that there's some kind of distinction in, um, uh, is it regenerative medicine versus kind of traditional medicine? Or what, what's, that, what's that distinction? You kind of hinted to there being like a difference in maybe just overarching. Um, theory or um, understanding of how you treat or view the the human body. Yeah. I mean, I I could probably go on for an entire podcast about like traditional medicine and a lot of things we just don't do well in traditional medicine. And that's how I'm trained. So I'm an MD. So I can still do traditional um, things and, and treatments and services if I want to. The issue is, is that with functional medicine, integrative, regenerative, you're really looking at the root cause of why somebody is feeling a certain way or having a certain disease process. And frequently what you'll find is that you can find answers and solutions in what the root cause is. And then you can actually work with the body within physiological parameters Mm -hmm. and how to improve cell health or optimize um, neurotransmitter levels or hormones or blood flow or things that optimize the cell to work better. So you're actually fixing the root cause. And so taking a long story short about maybe what traditional medicine doesn't do perfectly is 
we wait until we have a disease and then we treat. And then we're never taught to take patients off medicines. I mean, there's very few times except when you're using like a, you know, as needed pain medicine, you know, because you have a joint pain or swelling that you're actually using something for a short period of time. Otherwise, we're taught to prescribe, but never take off. And so in in tradition or in in integrated functional medicine, we're actually um, working towards getting patients off medicines or avoiding medicines. And so that's because you're actually looking at why it's happening and preventing instead of just waiting for a disease to happen and then treating. So those are my big, that's the big difference. And, you know, I was in the ER and what we were doing, we were treating um, disease specific or symptom specific Um, complaints. So somebody comes in, I mean, there's very few times in the ER that people aren't, and even if they're not obviously looking for medicine, that there isn't some form of medicine involved. You know, they're not sleeping well, there's a sleeping pill, they're anxious, there's a anxiety pill, they have an infection, and it's thought to need an antibiotic. And really, what we're trying to do is keep people from um, needing medicines to treat symptoms. And instead, what's causing those symptoms that we can change how the body is reacting and then keep them from medicines. So for me, I was an anti-medicine person working in the ER prescribing medicines for (laughs) acute things. So it just didn't work well with my personality. Um, And so again, as you start to learn different things, you learn that it's not really even necessary. Most of the times you don't need medicines. You know, even, you know, mentioning your time in the ER and imagine, you know, you're, it's an emergent situation, right? And so oftentimes I would imagine in that situation, you know, you have to save somebody's life when you can't really get to the cause of like, why did somebody's life get into this situation in the first place? But, you know, mentioning, you know, getting to the root cause, like, you know, that's a conversation I have often with clients too, you know, is like, okay, if you have this knee pain, you know, we could probably treat the knee and, it, you know, get the knee stronger. But, you know, if that's all we're looking at and, you know, you're somebody who, you know, plays tennis or like, how's the rest of your body moving? And if we don't, you know, look at it from a whole perspective, then it's likely we're missing the boat of the outcomes that we could give you if we, you know, take a step back and really look at the full movement pattern. Yeah, the, how it all works together mm-hmm. and how one joint might affect another and, you know, body inflammation and injury and how to get at improving. Yeah. What you're doing is, you know, what we like to do too, is sure. look at the whole picture and, and see how we can get them off of something. Mm-hmm. And I will say that your lead into that actually reminds me of almost the only time that I really want medicines is acutely when they need it, right? They come in and, you know, they're ill or dying or, right. you know, acute broken bones. Those are good times for it. <laughs> but other than that, probably not too much. But um, what you describe, um, I would hope that that's what most people want, right? To get to the root. I mean, it just really makes sense, right? Like if we can take the time to get to the roots cause of why this happened in the first place and address it on that level, like, you know, so much of that, you know, I see it just, you know, missing in, like you said, the traditional model and it makes you wonder, like, you know, looking at the health of, you know, of Americans, of Tennesseans, you know, um, you know, especially just even in our area, like the number of prescription, I'm sure, you, you know, you're well aware of just 
um, the number of prescription medications that Tennesseans are on, I think it, it you know stacks up as one of the highest in the U.S. But because of you know this breakdown in you know the uh, the medical model and likely not because of any fault of a physician but just the system that the it's physician the system. is it really is the system in. both for patients and physicians you know we can only really do what we're taught and they say about 50% of what we learn in med school is actually going to be wrong and i would say maybe sometimes it's a little bit more than that but um but i think that that's exactly the point is that there's a lot of medicines prescribed and traditional medicine um, and I, I don't want to say what I would like to see is physicians that maybe don't feel like they um, have yet, you know, branched into because it's really hard to break the traditional medicine mold and to get out of a practice that you have and you're used to treating. I want to partner with those physicians that might want alternative options, but aren't comfortable with them or hormonal optimization, but aren't comfortable with it so that we can um, work with them, you know, and educate them when they don't know it. I would rather them send it to me or call me, you know, so we can discuss because I would be more than willing to help them, you know, help patients. And likewise, I think this is one area of medicine where patients come in more proactive than sometimes physicians um, because they're looking for alternative things. So there's a lot of our patients that come in looking for alternative ways of doing it. They've went they've to the physician. They've been told everything looks good, but they read and they know that there's some other things out there that they can look at. And so I find our patients aren't on a lot of medicines or don't want to be on medicines. And that's why they're in front of us. So that's very exciting for us. You know, you're in the field of regenerative health, like was, you know, just interested even in that term, like regenerative health, like how would you define that like to the public? What does regenerative health actually mean? So I think that there's a few different terms like functional integrative medicine. You're really kind of looking at the root cause and kind of getting at how to to prevent a disease and optimize the body. And regenerative medicine is kind of taking it, it's taking it a step further where you're stimulating the body to repair itself in some way. There's so many modalities that we use to do that. You know, again, um, hormone optimization, cellular health, you know, making that cell healthy. And that can be a multitude of things, nutrition, you know, blood flow, exercise, you know, stress, again, you know, what we're mentally communicating to ourselves matter. Um, there's hormone optimization, there's toxicity. I mean, we live in a very toxic world. Mm -hmm. So optimizing that is key. But then we go to um, regenerative where we're actually doing things to the body to tell it it's it's, it's injured and to repair because a lot of times the body will repair itself mm -hmm. if we give it the tools to repair itself. Sure. So if you make the cell healthy and then you give um, the body some tools that it needs or signals it needs, it can actually regenerate itself. And I really strongly believe that if if we believe that, then we have the best outcomes, right? Because again, what we're communicating to our bodies matters. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just um, anything that we do, but it's a patient partnership. So they have to do their part too. You know, there has to be some nutrition and some fitness and, you know, and activity. And then again, stress control and, you know, just thinking the right way. 
you know, I'm just aware of even just regenerative medicine. It seems like recently there's really been an, I don't know, an explosion of, of just that field. And you, you're maybe, I'm sure you're better to speak to why that is. If it's, um, just the age of um, kind of some of the aging population or if it's like advancements in our understanding of um, whether it be stem cell or, you know, these other things that are coming around more. But, um, you know, it's a term, I don't know, five years ago, like, I don't know if I'd really saw a regenerative, you know, a, a clinic that, you know, really was practicing regenerative medicine. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was really heard of, you know, five years ago and because even when I started this journey about 10 years ago I didn't hear that term as much I I think I started learning more about hormone replacement Mm -hmm. and then naturally one thing grows upon another and so you know you learn and even as the hormone optimization then you would learn about how GI health is affected and a lot of diseases start with inflammation in the gut and so you have leaky gut and then you have neurological and cardiovascular ways to help but regeneration is, I think, an evolution in all of that anti-aging because now we know, and PRP was probably one of the starting mm-hmm. points of that, and that's been around for years and, and started ortho. Is- platelet-rich plasma. And so what we do with that is you draw blood and you spin it down and you're really getting the platelet concentrated plasma. So platelets have growth factors in them. And so we're using your own blood to repair tissue. And we inject it in multiple different places, but it's been around orthopedically for years. That's Mm -hmm. where it started. Tons of great studies and the benefit of PRP is phenomenal. And I think that started that move towards regenerative medicine. And so basically, you take the platelets, it's a concentrated form and you're re-injecting and you're telling the body it's injured. So it's like having a cut on your arm, right? The You have the cut and the platelets go, they, um, they uh, stop it from bleeding and then they're there stimulating stem cells in the area of the arm to repair arm tissue. So when your cut heals... It's arm tissue and not hair, you know, or scalp because there's stem cells intrinsic to an area. And so when we inject PRP, it's injecting platelets to stimulate the stem cells to regrow. So that was the starting point. So then it goes to stem cells. So are we going to stimulate our own stem cells to repair or should we inject new healthy stem cells or are we going to harvest it from an area of the body? And people have different um, beliefs and all those different sources of stem cell. And then it goes further to some of the stuff we do with sexual medicine that include um, other devices to stimulate injury. That's what we want to really get into with um, the episode today. So, you know, under uh, understanding that's a particular interest and it sounds like a large portion of um, of your clients that revitalize um, you're meeting the needs of their sexual uh, wellness and me- through sexual medicine is that correct yes yeah okay. absolutely it's a passion of mine awesome. and, and I think that's one area of medicine you haven't heard as much about so you know 10 years ago we knew what Botox was right you know five years ago we didn't know what regenerative medicine and sexual medicine is still really new mm-hmm. 
And so again, as I'm aging and going through, you know, just general changes as we age, you know, aging is inevitable and we can't prevent it, but we can control how we age. And so that's what we started doing with hormone optimization. So what would happen is patients would come with that general, those general complaints. Um, You know, I'm tired, you know, I brain fog, I'm gaining weight, you know, my libido's down, um, there's, they're not sleeping well, they're not handling anxiety as well, you know, and for men, when testosterone declines, it's significant, that's, you know, the life force of a man. And so that changes. And so say they came to me for hormones. Well, I started recognizing that there's a lot of functional changes sexually that they're also having. And so it just kind of naturally evolved to figure out how I could help with those as well. And so early on, I started to institute um, what's called a P-shot and a no-shot. You know, and again, we have multiple modalities to help with sexual wellness, but this um, bridges in between both men and women, but they're just termed different things. But we're using PRP with those to inject it locally into an area to improve blood flow, nerve um, sensitivity, and um, and repair in that area. So that's one of the areas of sexual medicine. But now people are coming because now we do a lot of sexual medicine. So those modalities we have, they either come to me complaining or um, noticing some functional changes sexually. And then we're talking to him about hormones because they go hand in hand, or they come to me or us with hormonal changes. And then we're talking to them about some things we can help them with sexually because they're noticing both. And what's interesting is people will talk about, you know, being tired or low libido or, and maybe not even low libido always. Sure. <laughs> um, weight gain seems to be a big one, you know, fatigue and brain fog but not always do they want to talk about those changes. And so it's like, nobody wants to talk about it. And so they come in and they have it. They had no options, nowhere to go, nobody with answers or solutions and nobody really comfortable having the conversation. So we are very comfortable having that conversation. We have lots of different ways to help. And so seeing the benefit and seeing how life-changing it is for patients just has naturally, again, changed you know my direction in what we're doing. And it hasn't changed it, but it has definitely became a focus and passion sure. of mine is to help because there's not a lot of options out there. Actually, you know, recently we were at a conference and it was in Vegas and and there's a lot of California-based um, med spas there, and not anyone that's doing sexual medicine at all. So we're really, you know, pushing, you know, those boundaries in Knoxville, Tennessee. Sure. I'm sure that takes a little bit of boldness on your part. Yeah. I I mean, just considering, you know, the cultural area that we're in, you know, um, being here in the Bible belts and more conservative, like if that's, um, I don't know how you've managed to like kind of, overcome that obstacle of kind of that taboo of discussing any type of, you know, sexual decline or need or, um, or health. And it really hasn't been difficult at all. Like, I think that maybe 10 years ago in Knoxville, it might've been a little more difficult, but, and maybe it's just where we are now, but we're just, we just don't see it. And, and maybe it's because again, to me, it's a very vulnerable area so we take it very seriously and, you know, 
it's highly professional and and a private thing, but I also want people to know they're not the only ones having those issues in that, in fact, it's inevitable that all men and women will have those issues over time. That's the only guarantee is that um, we're going to notice some functional changes. I mean, obviously, if we look as we age, we get skin, hair, nails, you know, we start to get that middle that's a little bit bigger than it used to be, right? Our muscles aren't as strong, you know, we're tired, we're not thinking as well, we don't want to work out anymore. Now a 12 hour day or a 10 hour day doesn't land you in the gym, right? You're too tired. And so in addition to that, we're all going to notice those changes that aren't so obvious. And those are those functional changes men and women both go through. And it's inevitable. But so for me, I think it just was natural. And again, we're very, um, you know, the office isn't set up to just promote that, you know, we do aesthetics, we do wellness, we do IV therapy, we're about cellular health and regeneration on a cellular level. And so I think people are very comfortable coming to the office. Right. And, and that's what makes Revitalize MD special is that everybody in the office is comfortable. We also know it's a very vulnerable, but I want people to know that they're not the only ones sure. and that everybody is. And really actually preventing those changes is the key. So the earlier we can have those conversations, the better. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break here, a word from our sponsor, and then uh, the second half really dive um, deeper into how um, Dr. Durst with Revitalize helps people in the area of um, sexual medicine. Stay Healthy Knoxville is sponsored by Simply Physio, a physio clinic that equips and empowers you to live your life to the fullest so that you can enjoy the things you love to do and be the person you are made to be. Simply Physio specializes in helping people get back to a healthy and active lifestyle, living free from pain and medication and avoiding unnecessary surgery. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to receive a special gift from Simply Physio and enjoy listening to the rest of the episode. Thank you guys for coming back. We're um, diving right in. Um, Dr. Durst, um, be interested if you were to start us off with um, maybe a story of a client or a typical client when they're coming to see you, like what what are their main concerns? Like why are they coming to see you? And take us maybe on that process, that patient experience of how you get somebody started and kind of that journey from there. So I do, you know, want to first um, clarify that we do like a very comprehensive array of services. So we do a lot of aesthetics too. So some people will come to us because they have something, you know, that's bothering them about, you know, skin or hair. And then some people will come because of the symptoms we've talked about, their brain fog, they're tired, they have some weight gain. And or they come because they're noticing some functional changes sexually. And so it could be a multitude of things. I think no matter what they're coming for, we're going to listen to their concerns and kind of gear our evaluation that way. So if somebody comes with those general symptoms of weight gain, brain fog, um, energy decline, libido decline, not to say those things over and over again, but it's an everyday conversation that we have. And again, it's an everyday conversation that they've been other places and they come because 
they seek it out. And so it's really easy to um, make a, to do a consultation, you know, call the office and get in to see one of us for a consultation, whether it's aesthetic or wellness. And we sit down and we go over everything. It's a comprehensive discussion and, and meeting. And then we will end up proceeding after we thoroughly about evaluate medical history and what they're, you know, really concerned about, then we can gear our work up. And a lot of times that includes blood work. And so what happens after that is, um, is really uh, where the magic happens because we sit down and now we have numbers. So we can tie their symptoms to some things we're seeing. And again, we have hormone panels, but we do more than just hormones. We're looking at diabetic markers, insulin resistance. We do advanced lipid profile testing and more than you do a lot of times in traditional medicine as well. And then we have ultra health panels where you can do micronutrient testing, get amino acids, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and levels back. And so we do a lot of IV therapy as well. And so again, when we sit down and we look at all those numbers, whether it's a person with a more isolated, but still comprehensive panel, or the ultra health panel, which is what I call it, when we go into that micronutrient testing, we sit down and then we can have a talk about what their body might be deficient in, and how we can help. And then that meeting and um, an appointment is a lot longer. Sure. And then we can start to discuss different options. And again, they're coming to us, you know, sometimes for general symptoms, sometimes those are hormone related, and then sometimes it's a sexual, you know, kind of difference that they're noticing. And so no matter what they tie together, because we're looking at how to make that cell function optimally again help them with their symptoms. Sure. And um, so you have a client coming in, you know, go through, you know, the full medical workup, you know, it sounds like a lot of, um, you get a lot of information um, just about how their body's functioning through this lab work. I would be interested in if, um, so, so you get this information back and if there's um, certain trends or um, a common pattern that you see in the numbers. Um, and I know it's not the same for everybody, but that would kind of take you into a certain direction of treatment because mm-hmm. you have a lot of different options of treatment, right? So what are maybe the most common ones that you find that people need or a common starting treatment? Yeah. So again, there are very common patterns here, you know, that we see over and over again. And so I've already mentioned a lot of the common symptoms. Um, But, you know, depending on the age, there's, you know, a perimenopausal, a menopausal, you know, so as we age, our hormones are declining. Um, In men, you know, they do that too, but it's one hormone. So it's a little less complicated than women. It's an interplay of different hormones for women. And then also what declines with age is growth hormone. And so growth hormone, again, you start to notice skin, hair, nail changes. And so a lot of times some of those skin concerns we're talking about could be hormonal and growth hormone decline as well. And so for us, you know, as patients start to feel better based on some um, 
some comprehensive treatment plans. And again, it's based on what we're seeing with both numbers and symptoms. They start to feel better. They want to look better or they come in and they want something done, but they're of an age where really, you know, we can do all these treatments and we can inject and we can do um, aesthetic services, but you're not going to get sustained results if your hormones aren't optimized or if your cell health isn't good. And so a lot of times I, we see patients younger and younger now. And so we'll see people in the 30s with low hormones. And why is that? It's probably because we live in such a toxic world that you know, our cells aren't functioning the way they should. And so we get a lot of young patients just with IV therapy alone, you know, that come in complaining of fatigue, you know, those same things, weight gain. So the IV um, therapy, that's, um, that's the, uh, your recommendation or what you find for hormone replacement? Is, no, sometimes or? it's part of it. So again, it's kind of a comprehensive plan. So if they come in and we think there's a nutritional component, Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to start talking to them because again, supplying the cell with vitamins and minerals and nutrients through an IV is sometimes very beneficial and boosting them back up. And it helps also prevent, you know, illness acutely if we have patients that are patients of ours for other things. But again, for me, with the wellness, it's a hormone kind of general complaint and decline. And then as you start to open up that conversation, get the blood work back, then we can also talk about the other changes. Because when men and women start to age, they'll notice things. So women, again, you know, they'll start to notice hot flashes, um, night sweats, and maybe vaginal dryness, maybe pain with sex. And those are a lot of things that part of its hormones, part of its blood flow, part of its having children, you know, and some changes that you go through. But there's a lot of things we can do to help that. And and likewise, men will notice changes and uh, hormones and blood flow can be it. And there's lots of different modalities to help them too. Um, so, so it sounds like, I mean, the, the hormones, really checking the hormones is oftentimes like the, I don't know, the first line of defense, if you will. Yeah. So um, I guess a, a long answer to your question. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, I mean, the initial starting is like if they call for a consultation, they're mm-hmm. feeling anything and they want like an opinion, like if we get blood work, then we can look more comprehensively. So now we're sitting down with numbers and talking to them about symptoms and then we formulate a plan. And so if it's hormone replacement that we need, then we can do all of that from the office Sure. after that um, first initial, but then that full comprehensive appointment where we go over the blood work too. And, you know, mixing that with, you know, the integrative functional medicine, like hormone replacement, is that something that people typically need to have some um, uh, long lasting kind of treatment plan? Or is it something that gets restabilized and um, they can kind of get back to a state of health where they don't need some sort of replacement treatment? Well, if you look at hormone decline, what happens is we start to age and we get a decrease in our hormones. It's just going to happen. And that again is inevitable and it never is going to go back up. You know, it's going to be a constant decline. I mean, there's an occasional exception to that rule Mm -hmm. that's way beyond, you know, this podcast, but uh, for the most part, men are going to have a decline in testosterone and women are going to have a decline first in progesterone and testosterone. And that can happen in the thirties. And then in 
that could happen in the 30s. But in between 45 and 55 for women, that's really happening and they're becoming more estrogen dominant and they're noticing a lot of changes um, related to that. And then finally, estrogen declines when they're menopausal. But in both sexes, growth hormone decline, it peaks at 20 and it's going down after that. Um, so there's ways, and I'm not advocating growth hormone replacement, but there's ways that we can stimulate your body to increase growth hormone. And But it's never, none of those are going to go back up sure. except for those exceptional cases because it's part of aging and all of our diseases start as we age and our hormones decline. And I know you have multiple other you know services to help um, people with uh, different areas of um, sexual health. Um, can you take us into some of the other like services that you provide that you find um, is like very valuable and oftentimes needed uh, for people? So I'll use you as a potential example, okay. right? Just to put you on the spot because you're way too young for this. So we can do that safely. But like if, if you come down in complaining, say you came in because you're noticing some functional changes sexually, for instance, um, it could be, you know, erectile changes is a very common complaint if we're talking about sexual complaints. And this is very well, like it's, it's all over. Like you can Google it everywhere. Like sure. the information is out there. Yeah, You know, how do you help erectile dysfunction? And so you go to Google, right? Google always has the answer, but there are multiple different ways we can help. So some of the things that men will notice is loss of morning erections or loss of nocturnal erections. And again, if we're not getting blood flow in there, it's like a use it or lose it kind of situation. And so the time to improve that is early on. And so some of the things we do, we'll evaluate where they are with that. And we have a scoring system. and But basically what we want to know is what they're, how they're feeling, how we can help them. And a lot of times it's loss of confidence, just even if it's happened a couple times. And so those are the time, that's when to intervene with what gains wave is one of the options we do for men. And that is an acoustic shockwave therapy that basically is telling the body it's injured. And so we're doing that in the um, penis and around the penis scrotum because you want to increase blood flow in. And that's gains wave is phenomenal at increasing blood flow. And it's great actually for peronies too, which is a curvature in the penis. And so a lot of men will come complaining of that. And then likewise, we use the P-Shot. So the P-Shot is PRP. And so okay. basically, we're using that platelet-rich plasma. Um, and so we're drawing blood, spinning it down, getting the platelets, re-injecting them to stimulate your own body to increase blood flow and nerves hmm. and nerve sensitivity. And so it increases erectile strength and function. And so it's getting you those erections back that you we're noticing changes in. And so it's increasing sensitivity, orgasmic strength, all of those things. And so phenomenal in combination between gains wave and P shots. So is, is that something that someone will then need to have, um, like kind of go through a program of like a frequency of treatment and get to the point where, they have ongoing or graduates like from that type of treatment? I like to almost compare it to at least people can relate to what they do on a daily basis, right? So, or on a yearly basis, maintenance of a car, for instance, we never completely are done maintaining our car, right? Mm -hmm. We always have to maintain it. And likewise, sometimes if we haven't maintained our car in 20 years, but we've had some oil leakage or hypertension or high blood pressure, high cholesterol, those things in the human body, 
then we have to, we definitely have to maintain and do some things. And so it's never going to be a one and done, but it is individualized. And so the earlier we can have those conversations, the, um, the quicker the improvement or the function improves, and then we can get them on a maintenance program as soon as possible. And so, but it's just like anything else, the house, the car, you know, we spend a lot of money on our lawn, our car and our house, but not as much on our body. Mm -hmm. And this is how we enjoy the lawn, the car and the house. So you can't just to, replace your body. You can't, you can't replace go, the body. So, no. but it really is a change in perception or change in, um, and how people think about it because they understand they have to maintain everything else, but they don't always understand they have to maintain, you know, their physical body as much. And so that's also how we prevent those diseases from happening. So is there, um, I don't know, comparable, if you will, um, treatment than for women. We've been talking about men here recently. Um, and we talked about you the went off the hot seat, don't you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, unless we're uh, not finished there, but I'm happy to <laughs> go to the women now. <laughs> More than happy to go to the That's women. Right. But well, likewise, there's definitely this similar treatments. They're a little bit different. Um, you know, obviously we have more hormones that we're kind of balancing as they decline. And but likewise, um, and I'll kind of kind of go into after how I think also couples kind of grow apart and change as they age. But for women, we're doing the same thing. We're doing an O-shot. So um, it, the O-shot is PRP. Again, using your own blood to repair. We're re-injecting it. And I do want to, to clarify, because you haven't asked, none of these are painful. And I promise you that's the case. I would never lie. People wouldn't come back to me, right? And so I, um, they sound painful, but we've been doing them for years. Mm. And so we have techniques in making them completely comfortable. And likewise, we use the best kits. We use the best techniques. And we know how to make it so that you almost don't feel anything. Um, and most people don't. But for women, it's called a no-shot. And it's PRP that's increasing blood flow and nerves to um, the to support. Basically, a lot of women are coming with stress urinary incontinence or urinary incontinence. So as we have children, we have the weight of the uterus that goes and it really is obliterating our supportive tissue um, outside of the vaginal canal. So women, again, frequently complain of I'm jumping on the trampoline with my child. I go to, you know, exercise at the gym or run. And this is something men don't complain of. And they have urinary incontinence at a very young age often. And so we inject this in an area that helps support the urethra again and improve their urinary incontinence. And a lot of women will have that improvement after one O-shot. And sometimes immediately, I don't like to set that expectation, but a lot of times it's really remarkable hmm. how quickly they improve. And then we also do vaginal rejuvenation or... I should just say regeneration, you know, is a better way to, to term that where we don't use acoustic shockwave and gainswave like we do with men, although we can. There's a female version of it called FemiWave. But what we do is um, we do laser treatments and there's different laser treatments you can use. I don't believe in ablative laser treatments for um, regeneration. I want to use non-ablative. So our, when we have ablative, two devices, uh, well, ablative kind of just means you're taking off the superficial layer of whatever you're treating. So okay. if you have an ablator, la ablative laser treatment of the face, you're taking off some, you know, 
some level of tissue on the face to resurface. So the same thing would happen in the vaginal canal. So you know, is it safe? You know, it probably is, but I don't believe that that's what we should be doing vaginally. I feel like, and so we have two devices that we use, but both of them use heat to stimulate injury and to, or to basically tell the tissue it's injured so that it repairs itself. So mm-hmm. m- women over time, you know, lose their hormones. They start to get pain with sex. They start to get vaginal dryness. And even if they have breast cancer history, a lot of times we can do some of these as a local treatment to improve their symptoms and they don't need hormones. And so we're using that laser device then to further stimulate and help the PRP that we're injecting. And so again, that in combination is really phenomenal at getting results from women and improvement of their symptoms. So they can now jump on the trampoline with their son, you know, go for a run without, you know, worrying about um, leaking when they're doing so. Are there any other uh, uh, questions um, like, does it hurt? <laughs> Maybe uh, things that would be helpful just to uh, mention here to the audience if you know somebody was um, interested, uh, but maybe common uh, objections or um, things that kind of scare people or hold people back um, that people just have questions about before they're ready to get started. Or are there any other certain questions like that? No, I mean, I think pain is a, a huge is a common question. One. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge, and it, it isn't painful. I think that a lot of people want to know more information. We have a lot of information on the website, but really, you know, it's a, such an indiv- individualized treatment plan that coming into the office, sitting down, talking about the symptoms is probably the best way to it's get just like the next step, the next step. And then, what I would like to say that I think is in, in this February month, which is Valentine's Day and, you know, a month for, you know, for lovers and couples is that we um, we do a lot of couples treatments where men and women come in together. And so what I find with age is that men tend to get less firm erections. And so they're losing erectile um, strength and intensity. And then they're lacking the confidence. And so they want to hurry through it, right? Because they don't know how long it might last. Where women, as we age and our hormones decline, we need a little more time. And so, and likewise, we're a little more laxed because of childbirth or just um, hormonal decline. And so we need a little more time. We um, are laxed or a little more space and they have their erections are not as firm. And so we're not fitting as well, right? Sure. And so we like to bring couples back together and and having that conversation at the same time is it's not an uncommon hmm. um, happening in our office. And so I, I think that this month is a perfect time for that. We always run specials in February to bring couples in together. And again, sometimes there's things that we can add that, I mean, there's so many different modalities to it. We're not talking about just um, hormonal optimization or PRP or gains waiver laser, but there's peptides we can do that increases libido in a different way or arousal in a different way. And then there's other medicines that can increase blood flow. And so there's so many different things you can do. And so having those conversations together and likewise, there's things that men can do to help women, because again, a lot of that arousal is a blood flow. And so spending a little time initially um, can really result in better, you know, relationship um, moments or moments together. So we like to open up all those conversations when they're in. 
you mentioned um, you having some specials and understand that uh, for uh, the Stay Healthy Knoxville community that you wanted to have a special special or offer for um, for any um, listener here. Tell us a little bit about that, Dr. Darst. So and we do have a, a special offering for listeners specifically. So if you call in and it, a lot of our combination treatments, when we're talking about the different ways we pair it together, we call them rev treatments treatments specifically. So if you call in and you say rev it up, which you know, people should be able to remember based on a lot of the stuff we just <laughs> talked about. Um, if they say rev it up, that's a code you can use when you call to the office. And then we actually have a libido stimulator supplement for both men and women that they'll get as part of their package if they come in. Okay. Okay. And then also in February, again, we offer a couples. So if they come in, they we have single specials if you're coming in and it's just, you know, a, a woman or a man, but also you have even um, a different offering for couples that come in together this month. want to transition to uh, kind of the tail end of our episode here and find out a little bit more about um, some recommendations that you have for people to explore um, the area. Um, but, um, yeah, the first one would be wondering, Dr. Durst, if there's, uh, something on your bucket list here around Knoxville, uh, I always like to encourage people to get out there and explore. One of them is not Knoxville specific, but ballroom dancing. I've always wanted to do ballroom dancing, but I have not done it. And so recently we actually ran into, um, somebody at the women's health expo who brought it up. So just brought it to the forefront again. So I'd love to do that. That's not an outdoor or Knoxville specific. Uh, doesn't have to be outdoor. That's a good one though. Yeah, no. And then club Le, uh, or not club LeConte, but Mount LeConte would love to do, I've done like three quarters of it and not stayed and we came back down and staying but in the, um, I would love to stay. Yeah. I haven't done that lodge yet. Or, yeah. Or yeah I'm almost it. embarrassed to say I've been here for 16, almost 17 years and haven't done that. My understanding is, um, I think it's, I mean, you got to call well in advance. It's, you know, the popular spot to get I up know. there. So if you have any connections get, for me, because okay. I'm not a big planner, I'll just say. If you're getting out, uh, want to go out to eat, what's uh, one of your favorite restaurants here around Knoxville? I love Chivo's downtown. Love Chivo's. One of my favorite places. What kind of, I don't know much about Chivo's. What oh, kind of restaurant is it? A Mexican restaurant downtown. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Great um, ambiance, like the, the restaurant's awesome the menu's great like their rye felicia but yeah no i i really love that restaurant and then um leaving with our audience what would you leave as far as um your best or top recommendation for staying healthy i honestly and i can't say that i do a great job of one of them but balance is huge you know so if you could make sure that you balance life and that means work with family, but taking time for yourself as well. So it brings me to the second one, which is really stress reduction. Mm -hmm. You know, the best thing we can do is stress reduction. And what I find helps me the most is number one, a workout, but really the sauna after and meditating in the sauna. And so, and I'm not like a big meditator. I don't know how official my meditation really is, but it's very um, stress relieving for me. Great. Well, thanks for sharing. And um, if somebody wants to find out more about you about uh, Revitalize MD, get in contact, tell us uh, what's the best way to do that. 
So revitalizemd.com is our website, but if you call the office, 865-293-5828, that is the best way to get in touch with us. And if they call, the office is phenomenal. The staff's great. So um, welcoming. You'll get all the information you want on the phone to get you in for an appointment, and then you'll love the office and the staff when you come in. Definitely, I can vouch for that. I went over there, and I guess so. A week or two ago and it's a um, you guys have done a great job of um, of just creating that you know ambiance that's welcoming and you know especially I'm you know I'm sure you know dealing with the topic you know with a lot of people a sensitive topic um, that I can tell you guys really thought you know through all that there yeah yeah no and it couldn't be done without the staff there welcoming everyone so but thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing on you know this topic that I'm sure it's um, it's needed to get out there. So I'm, I'm very thankful to have you here on the show, Dr. Darst. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Stay healthy, Knoxville. Stay healthy. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast brought to you by Simply Physio. If your pain is preventing you from staying healthy and active and you'd like to avoid surgery, pain medicine, or just want to get back to doing the things you love in and around Knoxville, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps for resolving it. Find our ebooks online at simplypt.com health-tips. There you will find ebooks for topics such as neck and shoulder pain, lower back and hip pain, knee pain, and TMJ. These quick-to-read reports will provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit simplypt.com health-tips to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no-obligation phone consultations with a doctor of physical therapy to Knoxville area residents. Just call us at 865-351-351. 0615 or visit us at simplypt.com and click the talk to a PT button on the home page to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast.